0: If they wanted socialism, they're getting everything that they wanted with it. Howdy folks, I'm Alfonso Rich with my buddy Bill Whittle. And uh, okay, so I caught wind of this um, uh, this article here. And it's, it seems pretty happy, man. It's like one of those things that uh, brings out hope uh, in um, in in folks. And the article reads, boom. This is on uh, Trending po- Politics. Boom. Video shows that FJB season is back. All right. Can you dig it? Um, and by the way, howdy, folks. This is a virtue signal in case you didn't know. All right. Uh, but um, now, and it starts off by reading, Bill, uh, college football season is back. And so is FJB. FJB season is finally back at long last, too, with conservative college kids around the country sounding off on the Biden regime that has done so much to misery OK, so I didn't know that we had like college that the college campuses were so populated where they could fill up football stadiums and have them all shouting FJB. Um man, if we have all these conservatives that are going to college, what the crap are they doing with their degrees and coming out and, and messing with the with the country? And uh, but I mean, I got I got a lot to say about this bill, but just to start with that headline because you know, I kind of just pulled this stuff out of my hat and and just start talking about it and, and I want to see what you think about it. But that's where we are. Is is these are these these the kind of things that we, we find hope in, uh, I don't know, man. It's like, for me, I just, I don't know if I find hope in, uh, you know, a bunch of college students shouting FJB, but I mean, what's, what's it
1: do for you, man? Well, first of all, it took me 35 seconds to figure out what FJB meant in this context as a football junior, junior <laughs> foot, this fantasy football. Now, uh, the FJB is just a, another expression for let's go Brandon. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually do find that, uh, kind of encouraging. Um, I don't remember anybody doing that during the the Trump uh, administration and they didn't have to because CNN did that for them every day. Mm. Right. And so did all of their TV shows and all of their award shows and all of their musicians and all of their cult, uh, uh, you know, uh, idols and all of their influencers and all the rest. They were, they were shouting, you know, F uh, uh, DT every single day. Mm. Um, This kind of thing is, is, is pushback. And and the thing that's really that surprises me about, about the amount of left-wing rot that's on the college campuses today is that this is the age when you're supposed to be rebelling against authority. Right. And I've never seen college students line up behind authority the way that these social justice warriors mm. do. You know, they here comes the memo on what we're supposed to be angry about today. And they go out and execute orders. Uh, I suspect that's because that uh, when you start early enough you you can create an army of uh of little killbots and they'll stay yours for the rest of your life, but you've got to start early enough in other words if you if you treat a child as a as a child and let them go out and play and you know come back at, you know before dark, that kind of thing, then they're going to be. On some level, they're going to, to, to uh, develop some sense of independence, some sense of self-worth. If you let them lose baseball games or break, you know, break an ankle or, or skin a knee or let them ride their bike or whatever, then, then the, the whole purpose of childhood is to learn how to make decisions by making bad decisions on a small scale. So by the time a normal kid gets to college, he's going to be he or she's going to be inclined to rebel against whatever the current thing is, right? You're going to th- this is a psychological time in every human's life where they are wired by hormones and and psychology. It's it, you it's 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 essentially just really a biological function. There comes a point where. Very quickly, you go from being utterly dependent on your parents to being to a, a burning desire to be seen as as far away from your parents as possible. That's what gets little pups and cubs out into the wild, right? So they don't follow their parents around until they die. That's the whole dynamic, and and so we we send kids to college to get their uh, the the highest level of education when they are at the time in their lives when they are the least likely to be able to absorb it uh, because. Because they're so filled with this sense of rebellion, and and now that I can do my own laundry and I and I don't live at home, I finally realize what a fascist my dad is. You know, and all this all this stuff. But this generation, uh, especially Gen Z and and millennials to some degree, don't seem to be exhibiting on a large scale that kind of rebellion. And I think it's because the left had gotten to them so early that that they that they. Well, they were helicopter parented, right? They, they, they had to depend on their parents for everything. Did they? I got my driver's license on the, you know, when the, when the, when the, um, the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles opened on my on the morning of my sixteenth birthday. I was like the first guy there. So, so they don't take care. They don't drive. They're not very independent. They've never had to lose. Everybody wins a participation trophy. They've been dependent and they've been programmed and they're used to being programmed. They've never spent time really outside of the system. And now with the uh, electronic age, they've never spent any time disconnected. You know, most of the huge part of my personality and yours as well, I'm sure, was time that I would spend with my friends, just talking to my friends. I wasn't talking to my friends in front of my parents, and I wasn't talking to my friends in front of other people. We we're just talking about things. Um, and I suspect that's why they they tend to be such a, a generally speaking, a, a, a much more a servile generation than any generation that's come before them, except for whatever generations of slaves you might've had back in Egypt or, or whatever the case may be. Um, so I, I guess that's it. And, and to me, this is a sign of not, it's not so much a sign that they're Republicans. Mm. It's a sign that they're actual human teenagers. Uh, and they know that they're not allowed to say this anywhere else. And there is a certain anonymity in a football stadium. Uh, because, largely, the kind of people who are going to crucify you for having an opinion contrary to the uh, Democratic line don't go to football be- games because they're all a bunch of communists and weenies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now th- this is, I guess, my, my, my struggle w- w- with this. Um, shouting, it, just like you said, it doesn't mean that they're Republicans now. But see, the thing is, in this article, this article... And this isn't the only one. This is the kind of the, the general perspective that that uh, these, they tend to have with conservative college kids shouting FJB. Um, OK, I thought cons- conservatives is supposed to be the party of standards and values and morality, but particularly standards. And I'm like, so if you go to a football game and you start shouting FG- FJB, that's the standard that makes you a conservative. It's like, that don't sound like a, a, a lot of standards at all, really. Uh, and are they given over to some sort of emotional release? I thought we were conservatives that weren't driven by our emotions. I thought we looked at things very subjectively and and, and went by that. This FJB when, when and I've I've said this for a long time. I've been saying it ever since Obama was president, you know, because you know, you have a lot of conservative outlets, they say, oh, they're 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 resisting Obama and and you know they're they're starting to see, and then I'm like, no, they're not start starting to see anything they are not discouraged at all by the socialist worldview. The reason why they're saying FJB is because of Joe Biden, not because of socialism, not because of the collectivist worldview. They're just disappointed because under him, it's hurting so bad to drag us there. They don't understand that even the process to go search socialist is going to hurt. But He's just doing it wrong. He's not effective at doing it. So FJB, we want somebody else to drag us towards socialism. That's all this is. That's all it is. That's all it always is. So, you know, with, with, when I'm seeing stuff like this and I'm seeing like conservative outlets go ahead and calling them conservatives now, I'm like, wow, man, I, I think we're betraying ourselves.
1: Well, I, I have to disagree with you on this one. Um, I, I, I think that this... That this, uh, uh, this uh, you, you mentioned, is it, is it a release of emotion? It's absolutely that. Uh, I have uh, basically, uh, I'm sure I've muttered those initials sometimes <laughs> myself in the last couple years and, and more on a daily basis. So first things first, right? I mean, just because you're a conservative doesn't mean you're a Vulcan, you know? I mean, mm. you, you, you're allowed to have emotions and get and, and, and feel about things. And as far as the language goes, the vulgarity of the language, that ship sailed in the 60s. You know, in the, in, in the sixties and seventies, culturally it had sailed. All you had to do is, is all you have to do now is look at a George Carlin or Richard Pryor set from, you know, 1980, 82. Mm -hmm. And you realize that the, um, that the influencers, when they were really influencers, not just, you know, somebody on TikTok was Mm -hmm. 10,000 fans. So the language ship has sailed. So that doesn't particularly bother me. Um, I think what I, I don't think that they're I don't think that they're complaining that Joe Joe Biden isn't socialist enough. Uh, I think that's what the SJWs do. I think I think what they I think the, the guts of what they're saying is I think they're tired of the whole thing,
0: mm.
1: right? They're they're tired of being called racist. They're tired of being called transphobes. They're tired of being called all of these things because they think the new She Hulk TV show sucks, or they you know they they they're tired of of of, of this control that is coming down on them, so I I really think that's that, that it is in fact a genuine rebellion against. See, here's the thing about this kind of this I call it tie dye tyranny. This this, um, this you know, th- these people don't have guns. If they had guns and you know in camps, I'd at least respect them. Uh, they 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 do all of this through. Through manipulation and, and guilt and social, you know, standards and peer pressure and all the rest of it, um, and so I think this is just a rebellion against all of that, and and the fact that it's—I ha- I cannot recall. I've been a, there's only one sport I follow, and it's college football, and I haven't followed it too much lately. Mm-hmm. Gators haven't been doing so well, uh, yeah. but uh, not that I'm a fair weather Gator, mind you, uh, but. I cannot recall a time where politics routinely entered football games the way that this phenomena has, except for when you go back four or five years and you get the whole Colin um, Kaepernick thing. And so, I think maybe the the real answer to your question is, I don't think these kids injected politics into football. I think the left injected politics into football. Mm-hmm. I think the left injects politics into everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan. That's the best way to constantly divide people, right? You can't You can't even be football fans anymore without being at war with each other. Yeah. So I think that they're using that um, opportunity, not even consciously. I just think, like I said, there's something about a football game is a kind of anonymity and there is a kind of... Uh, Look, people like watch football are are, they're 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 manly men and womanly women. You know, they they they're not you don't see a lot of purple hairs in the football Mm -hmm. stadium. Right. Because it's a violent, aggressive example of, of toxic masculinity. So the people who you find in a football stadium on a college campus are the ones who are normal. Right. They go for the excitement of the game and they go for pride in their school and all the rest of it. So basically a football game is a chance for all the normal kids on campus to get together in one spot. And once you do that, you find yourself surrounded by people who may or may not consider themselves uh, Republicans, but they certainly don't like this wave of repression that's coming down on them. And I actually want the, the more I think about it, the more the more convinced I am that there's something really to this, that at a football game, you really have selected out the normal people, not, not the conservatives, just the normal people. And, and you, you've, you've, you've noticeably freed yourself from all of the weirdos and freaks that are telling you what you're supposed to believe and what a horrible person you are if you don't. So I think these things just kind of spontaneously erupt out of a sense of, uh, you know, three hours of freedom when we're in the stadium and we get to, you know, w- we don't have to worry about the person sitting next to me Uh, If we're going to be, you know, screaming orange and blue back and forth across Florida field. Uh, And um, and I suspect that's probably the the cause of it. I don't think there's I certainly don't think they're saying, geez, we're not getting enough socialism. Biden's failing us on that score. Well,
0: you know, it's it's a, a gathering to be entertained. You know, it's pretty much the same way that, you know, you would, you know, the dynamics dynamics are definitely different. But, you know, you go to a movie or something like that. You go to a concert. You know, whether it's a movie or concert or a football game, there's there's a, a center of entertainment that, that that's what they're there for, despite whatever, you know, opposing views that we would all have. And you're gonna have people go to concerts and, and movie theaters and things like that who are gonna have different views. But the focus is supposed to be what's either happening on the field or on the screen. And and I can totally see where that would be uh a moment to escape from all these other, you know, uh ideas that we clash with. But you know, polit- just like you said, polit- politics was interjected in it and they they took upon a a, a reason to start shouting FJB. Um, and the thing is, you know, they're probably upset, not just because of the wokeism and uh, the genderism and stuff like this. Like, look, man, you've made it more expensive for us to buy our beer and weed. We're not having as much fun with the college experience as we were supposed to be having. But the thing is, socialism the way socialism works is by dividing people you know you it's if you're going to have socialism be effective hey you know uh, the, take hitler they like to bring up hitler all the time well he had to make sure that there was some sort of F, you know a uh, national bad guy you know mm-hmm. to to make that work um so they're getting if they wanted socialism they're getting everything that they wanted with it that's what all of this stuff takes in order uh, uh in order for it to make it happen in their sense of rebellion um they're late the only reason why they would need to to, to to feel like they have to rebel is because the powers have already rebelled against them, from the faculty to the elect to the elected official. They're the ones holding the power, rebelling against us as it is. Anybody trying to rebel now is late, right? And that's one of the reasons why we have you know these these resistance because we already have people who took power to rebel against us in the first place, and responding, you know, with profanity. Um, and like I said, man, I get it. You know, people have it. I'm not trying to say that we're supposed to be Vulcans or anything like that. I'm talking about control, not elimination, but control of our emotions. And, you know, when profanity became more of a thing, like in media, it's not like we became a better country for it. It's like we make excuses for it, but it's like they're, they're, they're called curse words for a reason. And more and more, our culture is becoming more profane. And it can't be one of those things where, well, I'm, I'm cussing out of, you know, patriotic duty or something like that, or there's some redeeming value to my cursing and, and whatnot. It's like for me, I don't, I don't, rec- I don't curse, you know, in, in my, uh, and don't get me wrong, y'all, because off camera, yeah, I could be a bit of a potty mouth, but I don't profit from profanity. I don't do that. I don't curse on camera because I know that it leads to problems. So I got to bite a hole in my lip a lot of times. Cause yeah, sometimes I do want to go off cursing. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know? And yes, FJB has is, 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 uh, probably slipped my list at one time, but I don't want, I don't, if I, if this is how I make my living, this is how I make my money, I don't want it to be something where profanity is something I get rewarded for, because a lot of culture sees that anyway. And thinking that, that's why the country is becoming more and more profane, and it ain't going to a good
1: place. Uh, you know, on a larger point, you're, you're right about the, the, the just general decline in standards, and I'm willing to grant that. But, uh. In, in in this particular case, I don't find look. So I. I The world has changed a lot. I graduated in eighty. I didn't graduate. I I finished college. I didn't graduate in eighty-two. I got there in seventy-nine. And at the University of Florida, there was in fact, you know, a class enemy, and it was the Florida State Seminoles. And the Seminoles have this cheer, and it's da 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 da. da." You know, with the drums da 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 da. And every time that they would play this, every Gator in the crowd, at the top of his lungs, everybody who I respected anyway started, you know, F the Seminoles, F the Seminoles, but we didn't say F. Um, that's that's just the the nature of 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 the kind of euphoric excitement that you that, that you get from, especially a live football game. A, 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 that's what you do when you've got 20 19, 20, 21 year old hormones in your body. <laughs> and 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 you know and you and, and you're you're full of life i don 't even have the energy to stand up anymore if that if that were to happen <laughs> you kids just go ahead. Uh, but so so i don 't really have a a problem with that and and i and not only did I not see this uh f j b thing prior to to biden i also don't i also noticed that you don't hear that at um at uh women 's soccer matches mm. Right, so I come back to my argument about this being a self-selected crowd of, of, of normal people. Football is the, is the definitive example, really, of, in, in our culture, it's the only real-world example we have about your position on masculinity. I mean, really, if you think about it, that is, that is well, at, at the very least on a college campus, that is what uh, is the is the dividing line. Uh, there, w- we never heard of things like toxic masculinity because we don't believe that there's such a thing. We we know there are bad guys out there, but that's that's yeah. something different. And so now on now on college campuses, and I'm not talking about places like Oberlin and so on. I'm, I'm talking about you know what used to be real universities and they're and they're continuing to drift to the, to the left but in that stadium you the people that go to a football game or watch a football game go to be carried away by emotion and they and real physical emotion unlike in a movie theater where you might be frightened or or whatever. I've never been in a movie theater where the good guy wins and everybody just jumped to their feet and started roaring at the top of the lungs, high-fiving each other and (laughs) pouring beer over each other's heads, you know? Uh, So, so you've got this kind of exuberance of a crowd that is selected for, um, for normalcy. And I think that's why this is, this and NASCAR, Right those are the two places you see these things. You don't see it at tennis matches. Uh but you do see it in in football games, mostly college football games, almost exclusively college football games. And uh and NASCAR. And I think the reason you don't see it so much in pro games is because by that time people have grown up a bit. Look, I think this whole thing is essentially a form of you know when they're when you've got the the pregame or the postgame show and you got the four guys on the platform there behind the table and everybody in the background's going you know like this right it's essentially that thing it's kind of like look at me you know I'm on TV uh, but I personally do find it encouraging I like the fact that that they're responding to this in the only venue that they have to publicly express their emotions among other people without you know being sent to the re-education camp.
0: Man, and, uh, it's, it and and that that is kind of where we've been sending kids, whether it's uh, uh grade school or whether it's college. Uh, that's what they've turned into is the reeducation camps. And yep, careful where we're spending our money, folks, and who's taking our money to do what. And uh, speaking of masculinity, man, with the with the poly- is is um does that masculinity come and you know find itself feeling conflicted when um you know when you got the the, the male cheerleaders out there or maybe like a, a, a more of a, a, a boost in trans, transgender cheerleaders. I better stop, man, because we're going to get fired from the internet.
1: That transgender cheerleader uh, attempt mm. has not caught fire. That, you know, that's good. It has It has not caught fire. Now, and, that's and encouraging. Because of, of the reasons I selected, uh, the reasons I said. And, you know, I used to have that same feeling about men cheerleaders and then I realized how much time they got to spend with the women cheerleaders mm. and I realized, now these guys are actually much smarter than I am. <laughs> I always hoped that that
0: was the actual, the the motivation. Um, I haven't seen that, that's what we would think, you know, but I remember being in high school and male male cheerleaders were coming in then, and they weren't in there for the girls. Um, But, uh, you know, who am I to say? At any rate, y'all, thank you guys so much for tuning into The Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel, this is Bill Whittle. Make sure you big, boogie on over to BillWhittle.com and uh, become a member, you know, make a donation, share these videos, you know, work that share button until it smokes. Cause uh, we're trying to do uh, our job to promote some sanity out there, man. And, and we need gas and delivery truck to do it. All right, y'all, good night.